Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that surrounds it. Like endocrinology. Yes. I think that's part of what helps it happen. Yes. At least for me. Yes. So I went to the endocrinologist. And he increased your dose. And in doing that, he also scheduled you for blood work and a follow-up visit to check on how that dose was working out some months later. Yes. With the blood work labs in our area, a pandemic ago, it was really easy to schedule an appointment. Absolutely. You might have to go a week or two out to get a, a time that you wanted. Especially if it's fasting and you want to go first thing in the morning. Right. Because a lot of people would schedule for those. But often, if you had one of those, you could just walk in first thing in the morning and they would fit you in between the other appointments. They do take walk-ins, or they did. They do. However, sometimes you walk in and then you walk out and they tell you to come back in a couple hours. Oh. Yeah. Which doesn't work well for fasting. And for fasting, like ideally a place that opens at 6 is great, except there's a kid who has to be at school, who gets up at 6.30, and I have to follow him around and make sure he, you know, does whatever it is. Does all of his morning hygiene and prep work to leave Let's by... go for it. Does 92%. Okay. Doesn't yeah. do all of it. Does enough of it to be functional and presentable at school. Within the um, time I'm, I'm willing to forfeit of sanity and actual time. Those are significant sacrifices that you make for about an hour every morning. Yes. I do have to sit somewhere I can see him or follow him around and say, do the thing, do the other thing. No, really, do the other thing. And we've tried numerous ways to help him take more ownership of this, but it always falls off after a short time and he starts to take issue with it and becomes resistant. And it's Which just is easier. also why it probably averages to 92% because there are some days where I don't send him back to do all the things because I'm kind of done or I'm tired or something. And I know that we're, we'll end up in that point of resistance where he won't brush his teeth or And it's Thursday whatever. and he's done it every morning and night all week. And he's just being a little turd about it this morning. So you're not going to fuss. You're just going to let it be done. So anyhow. But in order to do that, you usually have to eat first. Have some coffee well, first. some coffee at least. And if you can, a snack and meds, because that will help you be more functional and more uh, less irritable. That is the idea of meds, yes. So it, it, it doesn't work that way. And if, if I have to fast for labs, unless I can get in on a weekend and there's only like a half day on Saturdays at a couple of places, and it's impossible at this point with the pandemic to get in on a weekend. The other part of the equation is because I'm also getting the labs for T levels, I have to do it halfway between my shots, mm -hmm. which means it can only be on one or two of certain days of the week. Yeah. And it's Friday or Saturday, so that leaves Friday. So I did go over to the lab on a Friday morning. Because you had a Friday morning off, because you usually work four days a week. And so I dropped the boy off at school. And you... With about 87% of his things done for, for my... for my <laughs> On a know, Friday when you have other things I, to do? I wanted to get I moving. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. And got there and they said, they shook their head no at me and uh, said, we have about a two and a half hour wait. So we'll take you, but not right now. And not only that, but they wouldn't put me on the list. They told me, come back at 10. And I was like, nope. 
So I, I came home so I could use the restroom and uh, grab coffee to drink right after. And I drove two towns away to you get lab work done. did drive two towns away. <laughs> yes. And then you did get your lab work. And I felt bad for you. But they explained to you that because pandemic, if anyone even has symptoms of like aches or cough or like... Any of the symptoms. Any symptoms, even mild symptoms, they have to get a test and they can't come to work until the test is negative. And their symptoms are gone. And their symptoms are gone. And so, like, they've got at least a third of their workforce out on any given day. Which means they closed some of their labs, so good luck if you did have an appointment at that lab they closed. Right. You'll get shifted to another one. But not, no, they won't shift your appointment. No, they'll just cancel your appointment? Your SOL. That one's closed. Start over. I thought Back to go. I thought that's why the one near us was so full, because they had extra appointments that were overflow from another place. They don't have a way of transferring them. Okay. They just tell you that lab is closed. You'll have to make another appointment. Heck. Yes. <laughs> but you did drive two towns away. I did. Like an hour's drive there and an hour's drive back. Not quite, but, you know. Enough. Close to it. It's It was not close, but, but that way I, st- I got my, you know, lab work done probably an hour and a half sooner uh-huh. just by doing that. I mean, then I could have my coffee Yes. within that hour instead of waiting two and a half hours plus whatever time it would have took to actually get in, fill out the paperwork and get yes. my blood draw. So, oh my gosh. Yep. But then you you had to get this done right then. Like you couldn't wait until the next week mid-cycle because you had a doctor appointment coming up. It was like coming up on your follow-up right, visit. Right, right. I was seeing him in a few days and he was going to need to see those numbers to make another decision. Now, I have to say, I really do love the Zoom doctor meetings. Yes, telehealth is a beautiful thing. So is, especially with a, a, a doctor you're well-established with that, I mean, we have everything to give him my vitals here. I could give him my weight. I can, We have you know, a blood pressure cuff. We yeah. have yeah. a blood oximeter that we bought when the pandemic was first ramping up. We have, you know, Apple watches. <laughs> Yeah, we have everything to tell him the vitals, which he really appreciated. That's great. And then also, doctors are a little bit more re- relaxed. Nobody's chasing him around the office to do whatever. Those are on whatever days he actually has to see. Probably some patients in person. So it's easier to just talk to him. He doesn't send in some student or something. And I can say, look, doctor, here's what I think. And he listens because I've learned to do that with him. But he, he, was, also, he was surprised as I was because the numbers on everything came back completely wonky. And I do think in part that was because I had had a vaccine within a week of that blood draw. Oh, yeah. So, like, the only thing that was better was my kidney function, <laughs> which had been pretty... It's It's been up and down, it's, it's like been, in and out of the reference range. It's been in the lower point of its over-the-years reference range of its mm-hmm. own. Yeah. But, but I had started taking, making sure I got more fiber in my diet to try to support my gut and, my, and therefore support my kidneys. But anyhow, everything else was completely insane. 
And I think it, it may have also been related to the aggravation you were experiencing that morning because, I mean, you were really riled up and that does raise your testosterone level. Fight or flight does increase the testosterone levels just like sex increases testosterone levels temporarily. And you were really aggravated about that morning, not, you know, everything had been rough and the kid had been a challenge and there was something else that had happened. I don't even remember what, but I remember thinking, oh my gosh, and then the lab being the third thing that was bad. Yeah, I was aggravated with that. But even so, like your total T levels went from the 400s to the 1400s. And that's more than you would. Yeah. That's more than a fight or flight. That's more than a temporary elevation. It might have been some of each and we'll see on the next round. But um, he looked at those numbers and he, he wasn't concerned about all the other ones that went a little wonky. He said they hadn't gone wonky enough to make a difference to him. Okay. Because I asked him about you know various numbers. Although the other thing that has improved too is my hemoglobin. Okay. So Is your hematocrit also better? Because it's, usually they go It was on. about the same. It okay. was within such a uh, point to, because you know, but those it, are it, it made no difference. Be affected by testosterone. Yeah. Now. And those are what he's watching. Yeah. He's watching the hemoglobin, he's watching the hematocrit, and, and those looked fine to him. And he looked at the testosterone, and he goes, we, we didn't even raise it that much, did we? No. And I said, no, we raised it like point 0.1. One. Yeah. We, we raised it point 0.1. So I said, you know, I don't understand what happened there either. But what he said was, go back a half. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's go from there and let's do a blood draw in three months and... See where we're at then. So, so you have that scheduled. Have you no, been able- no, <laughs> no? Here's the next trick. So I went online to schedule it, and so that would be April, end of April or something. And they wouldn't let you schedule that far out. So I, I don't have it scheduled. I have a reminder in my calendars to schedule it. I have it scheduled to schedule it. <laughs> oh, I love when there's a plan to make a plan. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's kind of wild to me that this is, you know, the situation where there are limited appointments and you can't get one now and you can get one later, but not yet. And we don't have enough people to fill all the appointments, but we're going to give them to you anyway on the hopes that we'll have all the people to fill the appointments. You mean all the, all the phlebotomists? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to pick one of the labs I know they don't close, like either the hospital one or one of the ones on a, a far enough periphery, which is actually one of the ones by our house, if I can get into it. Yeah. If not, I'm just going to pick one and plan to get there. Yeah. As soon as I, because, you know, when I've gone on, you go out as far as you can and you cannot get a six o'clock appointment somewhere. Right. And I'll just take one of those and figure out how to work around the rest of it, I guess. Right. We'll see what we've got. It, we will. When, when I'm allowed to make one. We will. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling with your slightly higher dose of tea? Has it been beneficial? Has it been challenging? Has there been any noticeable difference at all? I felt better right away. As soon as I, I went up in the dose, I felt better. Then I can't tell you because... Detail felt better how? I felt better, like more energy, better sex drive. That's all I needed, actually. Those two things. <laughs> okay. That'll be fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. More energy is something that almost any parent I know wants. And then I had vaccinations, so... Oh, yeah. Then it's hard to tell. It was hard to tell because... You had a pretty heavy-duty response to those vaccinations. I had a response. I've seen people have worse responses, but yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't. I just had a fever with the second one, and I had several days of a complete exhaustion with the first one. But Mm -hmm. um, the fever was definitely no fun at all. Right. But anyhow, those indicate that it's rather taxing, uh, you know, on your system. Mm -hmm. And so it would be hard to say otherwise. And by then, when I got the labs, and it's like fourteen hundred, I'm like, hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we. I think we won't know until actually the next two draws, because if I can have a normal procedure before the draw of, you know, getting a kid to school and then going over there and just getting it done. You're talking about daily procedure, not like I was thinking medical procedure. No. I'm like, what? No, no a normal a normal morning morning well okay an average morning with less <laughs> average good good word an average morning with less mishaps i have a math degree i understood normal yes then that may also make a difference mm-hmm. and the other thing is i got worried right away and so i went back to the old dose and then the next time went back to the only going back a half because I was like kind of well I had my shot the couple days before I saw him so when when I saw that I just went back to the old dose and then I saw him and he said go back a half and so we did the next shot like Mm -hmm. that so yeah so we'll see Mm -hmm. it could have just been an anomaly of uh, the unfortunate events it could have been but I think like I said that probably accounts for some but not all of it yes not all of it for sure so when I did tell him last time, the lab work was a day to a day and a half later, and this time it was a day earlier. And he said, "Try to get it right in the middle, mm-hmm. if I can." He would really prefer that. So I'll see if I can get a Saturday appointment, or we will take a look at moving my shot back from you know one night to the next morning before or something. Yeah. Which mornings seem to make for better sleep anyway. So when you get your shot at night, you don't sleep as good. Remember how I stayed up that night after my shot? I don't. Remember remember, but oh, I'll take your word for it. I did. I was up till like 1230. So yeah, that's what we'll see what happens with that. So we were talking about this the other day with our lawyer friend. Yes. When he came over. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that like, and he said before that he'll like forget to give himself a shot. And he'll forget that he used to have to wear bras or that he used to be expected to do whatever other feminine coded gender thing. Yes, he did mention that. And I said, well, I can see how it would like fade into the background after a while. And you said... I I said it's never faded into the background for me. I'm always very aware of my trans status in my body, in my social interactions, all of it. I might forget to tell somebody... I I might forget if I had seen somebody since I transitioned and if they knew about my transition. Mm Mm-hmm. So I might be ready to say hello to somebody and they don't seem to notice that they know me. Right. Because they haven't seen me. In eight years. (laughs) Well, yeah, because maybe it's somebody I worked with Mm -hmm. off and on and they went to another facility for a while Mm -hmm. and then came back to ours or something like that. Yeah, this is a thing that happens. Yeah, and this would be less and less over time as time has gotten, you know, farther away from the beginning of the transition. So eight years in, there'd be less people, whereas four years in, I would totally forget. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen somebody or another, you know. I'm an introvert. Four years not seeing somebody doesn't seem that long to me, but... (laughs) Yeah, understood. Yeah, so he said um, he forgets these things, and and I I, I have heard of other guys who forget their shots, and I think if you have a pretty steady metabolism and it doesn't affect you if you've 
had your shot or you And he's the kind of guy it. who can take his shot every other week. Yeah. Like it his body processes it that slowly. Like he can take a larger dose less frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas I have to I have to go every other week. I have to go every week. Every other week was too long. Yeah, your body was processing it too fast and you were hitting a wall too many days before your shot and now you're hitting the wall like hours before your shot. Yeah. If at all. Yeah, so it's not there's not a point where I'm not aware of those things. Like I might forget for part of the day what it felt like to have to wear a bra, but I there aren't any moments where I'm not super glad that I don't have to worry about anything like that. Well, and I think that the other part of that is the fact that you live with someone who still does. You live with a femme presenting partner. Mm-hmm. And so like until a few months ago, I still had a period. And so you were confronted with periods every month and you're confronted with bras every day. Yes. That sounds really like I'm, you know, I'm in trouble. I'm being confronted. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's bras here. I bring them out of the laundry and hang them on things. and Because they don't go in the dryer, good boy. Thank you. Thank you for doing lots of laundry while we've been on a pandemic. Like before, when we were both going to an office five days a week, sometimes you would do laundry on Friday, but usually I would do it on Saturday and then I would do the ironing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there has been two whole ironing days in the whole year of our two-week lockdown. Yippee, right? Yes. Although Mm -hmm. it now looks like you've got a returning to the office plan now that everyone in your office has had a chance to get vaccinated. They're not going to send all of us back there. They don't want to. No. No, that's going to cost them money and... We'll see how it works in my office. Problems. Yeah. Your office is a problem in and of itself. So yeah, because nobody. If they don't have a problem, they'll make one at your <laughs> <It's> office. <true. laughs> Mine is a little extra government bureaucracy ish, but yeah, they have a problem with like. I mean, it's the same problem in education everywhere. Nobody trusts educators, and it's one of those situations where like one or two bad apples have spoiled the reputation of the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, you get one or two bad or lazy teachers, and now everybody needs to be tested and observed and monitored and supervised. Right. And it really frustrates me because it even goes up to the education agency at the state level. Like, we have multiple degrees, we have workloads that need to be accomplished and standards that need to be met. And you can just judge us based on those standards. But no, they need to have us in the office so they can have their thumbs on us. Right. We'll see if that continues. But since we've been home, you often change clothes in the middle of the day because you take a coffee break and go out and do some yard work. Or you take a lunch break and go out on the elliptical or build something in the yard. There's a whole lot of yard work happening. When it's not too cold, I do like to go outside. Now that my hemoglobin is at a more average level, (laughs) I do feel cold. And so you run out of clothes because you change them fairly often. The thing is, whatever I change my clothes for, I usually get all dirty. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so you run out of clothes and then you wash clothes. Right. And I have to wash my pajamas, uh, especially the shirts more. You sweat while you sleep a lot. Sometimes I do. And yeah, especially around the vaccines I was. So I, I have to do, there's a lot of laundry and a lot of it's mine. So I just get it done. Yes. And it's been very nice to have you doing that. And I feel bad sometimes that you do a lot of laundry. But then I realize you're just running out of clothes and washing them. And some of mine get tossed in there. But these loads have like two items of mine and a whole bunch of yours. Here's your sock and your pair of jeans. Yes. Who knows where the other sock is? The only reason you had it was because it was stuck in the jeans because I wasn't paying attention when I took them off. (laughs) 
He's side-eyeing me. Mm-hmm. He had to turn away from the microphone to side-eye me. Mm-hmm. That's another testosterone thing. You didn't used to be that sweaty. No. You never used to be that sweaty. I never used to hardly sweat at all, which is probably not good for you either, but you know. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. So... Good job laundrying. How did we get on laundry? Uh, bras. Oh, that was the bras. Bras. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, you know, it's not just the, the clothing difference, you know, in our conversation with our, our lawyer friend. It's the rest of everything else going on around me. It's it's not something I can forget the difference of how things are going now and how they would be going in a parallel universe right? where I did not get to transition. Age might have something to do with that, too. He transitioned in his early 30s. Mm-hmm. You transitioned in your early 50s. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I spent, you know, 20 more years dealing with that bullshit than he did. And, and everybody who deals with that bullshit knows you you don't just get to walk away from it uh, and not be affected by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, at this point, he's lived a quarter of his life as male. Mm-hmm. And you've lived almost a sixth of your life. Mm-hmm. And not even that. Nope. Not even. So... Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a difference. So that that could be a lot of it too. Yeah. I had more time in the trenches. <laughs> in the trenches. Sorry, my brain went to anatomical. <laughs> That's cuz you're a 13-year-old boy. Kind of. I did say something about it to one of my coworkers because as we talked about some episodes ago, I had in our get to know you talks at work, I had come out to everybody because there was a, quite a number of people that had only been there since I had transitioned. And so I came out to that group of people that I work directly with on a regular basis or in a team with. But anyhow, one of them in particular, I was we, we were checking with each other about a situation we were all dealing with. And I did say to her, maybe it's just because I'm a trans guy and I I see these things Mm -hmm. and I know what's happening here. Yeah. I know the difference. That male privilege was benefiting someone. Yes. Cis cis white guy, male privilege. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dude got all the privilege. Yeah. That person didn't say much about that except some affirmative sounds of, yes, this is true. Because I think they had not had somebody say, as a trans guy, maybe it's just because, yeah, you know, to them before in their life. So, so they they're like processing they're like, oh. the statement and not having a real response mm-hmm. yet. They're too busy processing what you said. Yes. And also they're a very polite person who said something like, well, I think they also wanted a yes man, and that would not be any of us. Well. We were too independent. How dare you have your own ideas and thoughts about the way things should be done? It's not government approved. Fuck. (laughs) Tell me about it. Right? So, anything else gendery in your world, besides having all the male privilege, but still not enough to get the promotion? (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. Okay. I should think about that more, give you some more examples of my awareness. So I'll work on that. Okay. So is that it for now then? That's it for now. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. 
We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Hello. I think it's working. You were sniffling. I was. So I wonder if the big blob right there was me uh, talking or you sniffling. Well, the blob is the talking. The little blip before it is either you taking a breath, which I would guess because it has that little line in front of it. That's usually a mouth smack is like a, which you do a lot of that when you're first. Oh yeah, I see you made one right uh-huh, there. See, uh-huh. you do a lot of that when you're getting ready to talk. Okay then. And I cut a lot of them, but that's okay. So yes, and so it might have been you opening your mouth and taking your breath, or it might have been my sniffle as the one before that. But we can't even see it anymore because... Because you're still talking. Because time is still <laughs> passing. <laughs> you're lucky you're cute. <laughs> At least it's not dinner time. Right. So, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. You Okay. It's crackling. Do you <clears throat> clear your throat or take a drink it, of water? It doesn't really clear. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... See, that was worse. <laughs> that, one, that one cracked way up. Oh, you still have a... I have a cough drop because otherwise I will be coughing. Yes. So it's almost... Like well, that's because you were leaning sideways and I knew we weren't talking at the microphone <laughs> while you're leaning sideways because you'd be doing this to yourself. I would. <laughs> The directing air, airplane directions. Airplane, yes, at the microphone. Yeah. Oops, thunk. Try again? Probably. Okay, let me know when you've got that thing tucked away. That sounds dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry you married a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. Nope. <laughs> I'm not? Yep. <laughs> okay. It was my turn, folks. In case nobody else noticed. I think we noticed. Well. <laughs> it's okay. I can probably take it out now. Okay. Are you sure? Well, it had stuff inside, and that stuff is what makes you stop coughing. And uh-huh. You got to the stuff? I got, think I got enough of it, yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... Transpantastic. I almost forgot the end of the word. <laughs> and this is... What am I saying? <laughs> so you went to the endocrinologist. I did. I went to the endocrinologist. You want me to say that? No. <laughs> I love I ha- you so I haven't gotten to much. talk to you very much lately. No, we've yeah. both been in separate spheres of our house very frequently yeah. lately. Yes. And when I have free time, you don't. And when you have free time, I don't. And so we end up near each other, but not actually interacting with each other And sometimes they're they're proportionally opposite. Like if I have the whole day off, you have 10 crises in a row to handle from work. Yes. Yeah. So there we have it. Although this week is expected to be fairly quiet. So if you You did that, just jinx yourself. (laughs) I mean, I don't expect any free time this week, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) There you go. Okay. So I went to the endocrinologist. 
You responded pretty heavily to, you had pretty heavy duty response to. Let me start that sentence again. I'm sorry. You could. I would do laundry on Friday or laundry on Saturday. I would do laundry on Friday. I would do ironing. No, how about (laughs) this? Sometimes I did laundry on Friday. Sometimes you did laundry on Friday. Mm -hmm. But usually, let me start that sentence over. So where are we going with this? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.